Today, I'm joined by Zach Hanshu, returning after a week off. Uh, we're going to have a look at some injury news, very recent injury news from uh, this morning or, or this evening in the States, um, and how that uh, looks for the next week of fantasy action. This is Fantasy Basketball International. This is Balls Deep. Welcome to the Balls Deep podcast, part of the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Fantrax. Fantrax is the number one fantasy sports platform on the planet. We use it for all of our leagues. It's very customizable. My favorite, uh, I think my favorite aspect of Fantrax is the treasurer uh, feature that they have. So I don't have to worry about money when I'm running my leagues. But if you're in any of our leagues, you know that we've used it uh, forever and you can move your league over if you are looking for a new experience. Contact them, contact us. Um, we'll get you sorted out. I'm going to bring Zach in. Um, Zach, welcome back. Uh, had some family stuff last week, but but good to have you back. And we have aligned our wardrobe once again with Indiana merch. Loving it, man. Uh, and this was this was not on purpose. This is just two shows in a row where we're we're simpatico, man. That's right. Uh, yeah, I just thought I'd wear it. I've got so mine's an Obi Toppin. Uh, yours is a Halliburton, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, so a little bit to talk about. Um, as I said, some injury news which we were going to cover. We've had some more information about it in the last couple of hours, and that's Lamelo Ball. Not good. Um, I was. I saw the incident from the the angles that they had. It was pretty limited, but. To me, it actually didn't look that bad. I saw him go down, and and it was, it was sort of, it, it didn't look like he he went over on it too far. It was sort of a bit innocuous, but he was obviously in some pain, and he had to be carried off the court. Um, and they've come out today and said that it's a serious ankle sprain. Um, they haven't put a, a time frame on this, but straight away my mind goes to at least a month, uh, given just given his ankle history. Um, I think this is something like his fifth ankle sprain in the last year or 18 months or something. So um, it wouldn't surprise me if, I mean, the Hornets haven't looked good. And in a month, if they're tracking towards being a sort of a bottom four, five team in the East, there's no rush. Like they're not going to bring him back. It could be six weeks. Um, what are your initial thoughts here on on the the ball injury? Yeah, I, I feel the exact same way. And when I saw the news, I, I mean, my my gut reaction was, "Here we go again." I, I mean, like yeah. you said, this isn't his first. This isn't his first ankle injury. Um, he played thirty six games last season, and he kept re injuring that ankle. That's what it was all season long. Um, and here we are, what fifteen games into the season, and what do you know? It's the same thing. Um, so this this would be a lot different if this was knee or hand or wrist or, you know, mm. something different than ankle. But it's the same injury again. Um, and, and I totally agree with you, man. Charlotte is uh, already doesn't look like a team that's going to compete for a playoff spot. 
Uh, I mean, so there's no reason to rush this guy back. He's still very young. He looked amazing to start the season. Um, and th- there's no way they're going to bring him back before he's good and ready. No, it's it's disappointing. I mean, I was I was probably one of the highest on him this season. Happy to take him at pick seven, pick eight. And I, th- I think I ended up getting him in. I know I've got him in at least one league, potentially two. And uh, look, I mean, I'll, I'll move him to my IR spot for now. But if... And actually, I mean, the team I've got him in, the one I know that I've got him in, my team sucks anyway because I've had some other injuries. So um, I don't I, I don't see myself really pushing for a championship in that league this year um, with him out. So I'll probably just end up keeping him in there and and rolling him back out when he's when he's fit. But for, like, is he someone that you need to hold on to if possible, or or uh, I don't know. The uncertainty is is interesting. As I said, could be four weeks, could be six, could be eight. Who knows? Um, what would you be doing if, if you had him? Would you would you try and hold him? Would you try and trade him for anything? I mean, you absolutely have to hold him uh, if you have the if you have the IR spot. You have to hold him. I mean, he's a guy that's you know that's capable of putting up. I think his last four games before he got hurt, I mean, what was he averaging like thirty five points and eight yeah. assists? I mean, something bananas and like five or six triples. Um, so, I mean, he was just going off before that. Uh, so you have to hold him. Uh, but I think, like you said, it depends on your team situation. Um, so if you're dead last and you're about to put LaMelo in IR, maybe you trade him to the first place team who has a little bit of wiggle room and see if you can maybe get some guys and, and try to compete for a little bit. Um But, yeah, that, that's the only scenario where I'm trading him unless somebody really gives me a great offer um, somebody offers me a top 50 guy, I'll bite on that for sure. Uh, but I, I just don't think that's what you're going to get in return for him. No. And, and look, so moving to the, the the Hornets as a as a whole, I guess, any, any fantasy like beneficiaries here? Do, are we adding anyone? For me, it's it's really just a – I mean, it's a, it's just a switch of, of uh, Terry Rozier and Lamelo. Like Rozier has been out. He comes in, takes those Lamelo minutes – so I think their rotation is basically going to look like what it has looked like the last couple of weeks, um, but with Rozier handling the ball a little bit more, his assist numbers are probably going to go up, but his percentages might come down like we saw last year. Um, but, yeah, anyone, I mean, Ish Smith, I suppose, he's going to have a role, maybe some streaming value, but, um, yeah, any significant names to, to go and grab or monitor? I mean, if he's available, I would expect uh, with LaMelo out, I would expect Rozier to shift over to point guard and Brandon Miller to stick back into the starting lineup. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, I think Brandon Miller is is pretty widely rostered, but um, he's not somebody that's like 90%. Uh, so if he's available, uh, he's a guy that you're going to have to get. Um, he started the second half, um, you know, that game that LaMelo got injured, uh, 20 points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal, a couple of triples. Um, over his last five, he's been trending. He's been trending in the right direction, kind of a rocky start, injured for a little bit. Um, but he's been a top 80 guy here, uh, you know, over his last five games. So he's a guy that if he's available, uh, you have to go out and add. Yeah, and, and you're right. I think he's rostered in most leagues, but he is starting tonight. They've already um, released that starting lineup. So he is in there with Rosie Haywood, Bridges, and Mark Williams. So no real surprises. Uh, there. So the next guy I had on the list was another injury. That, another guy that I had on multiple teams was Jalen Johnson. Mm. Um, 
now this one did look bad. So this one, when you were watching yeah. it, you went, oh, this this could be multiple weeks. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a pretty lazy <clears throat> defensive effort by Kyle Kuzma. I don't really think he, he didn't make – I mean, he sort of played at the ball, but he was never going to block that shot. I, I was a bit annoyed with this one from from a as a manager with – with uh, Jalen Johnson in a lot of teams, but he's out six weeks. They're, they're sort of saying four to six. I think it'll be six. Um, I'm holding him again where I can, but he's a little more, I suppose, um, expendable just because he, he doesn't have that upside of Lamelo Ball. Um, Sadiq Bay, DeAndre Hunter, Boyan Bogdanovich, I think they're the guys that are going to benefit. Um, what are you? In terms of prioritizing those guys, if they're all available, who who would you have at the top of the list? Yeah, I mean, so I think, yeah, Hunter, Bay, and Okongu are the guys that I think are going to see the biggest bumps. Um, I, it was interesting uh, in that last game, uh, you know, Johnson's first missed game, uh, Hunter played 40 minutes and Bay played 29. So I, th- I thought that was that was pretty interesting. Um, Hunter had played, uh, had averaged 35 minutes a game over his last three, even with Jalen healthy, uh, three straight 20 point games. Um, I, I know we've seen DeAndre Hunter kind of get hot and then cool off in spurts yeah. uh, throughout his career, but uh, you know, no Jalen Johnson, uh, you know, maybe getting additional minutes over Bay. Uh, I think he's the guy that I would be targeting the most here. Uh, Bay needs to be rostered as well. Uh, and then maybe maybe we finally do see some Okongwu breakout. I know mm-hmm. he hasn't been horrible this season, but he certainly hasn't been what we were hoping for. Um, so this this definitely frees up a little bit of playing time for him as well. Yeah, you're right. Like Hunter's a, one of these guys who you pick up for a week and he, he averages 20 points and he's efficient and then he goes off the boil and scores eight points on 11 shots and, and that sort of thing. So he'll be up and down, um, but... I mean, he was starting before, so he's going to get big minutes. Bay is starting tonight, uh, as as expected, starting again. So um, he's sort of a points points and threes guy, can get some steals. He, he's a sneaky rebounder. Um, he'll get you six, yeah. seven rebounds. So there's some value there. And, yeah, as you said, a Kongwu, I think we're all just waiting, <laughs> waiting patiently like we have been for the last two years. Um but, I mean, Capella's been decent, so uh, there's no sort of indication that he's going to be starting or anything, but I think you just hold the Kongwu and um, and see what happens over the next month, uh, two months. But for me, if, if someone dropped a Kongwu in my league, I'd go and grab him straight away. So I think you have to frame it that way in your mind um, and, and just hold on to him and ride the ups and downs a little bit. Um now, on, I guess, more positive news, some players that are returning or are on the cusp of a return. Jamal Murray is the first one I wanted to talk about. Um, coming back, so what, he's been out a month, I think. Reggie Jackson has obviously been the ad while he's been out and, and coming off, I don't know, one of arguably the best game of his career last night yeah. um, against the Clippers. Would you – so I think Murray is – or possibly questionable or, or something for tomorrow. So he's he's very close. It's either the next game or the one after. Would you be just holding Reggie just to see? Because they, I mean, they may ease Murray back in slightly. So Reggie Jackson could have another week of, of value or, or are you just going to preemptively cut bait and try and grab someone else? 
I'll tell you what, man, it, it's a, a rule of thumb for me now. I never drop anybody, um, you know, the first game that somebody's coming back from injury. I never drop that pickup. Um, you know, I always hold them for at least that one game because I've been burned that way before. Uh, you drop a guy um, and then whoever the starter was returns and, oh, my gosh, he's back too early and he, he re-aggravates that injury in that first game back. Uh, and all of a sudden you've dropped that very popular streamer. Um, so, no, you have to hold Reggie Jackson um, at least through this first game with Jamal Murray. Maybe he needs some ramp-up time and Reggie is still serviceable uh, for, for a game or two or maybe even up to a week. Uh, maybe Jamal Murray doesn't come back as soon as expected. Maybe he suffers a setback in practice. Um, I mean, you never know, man, uh, and, and especially a guy coming off a 35-13 and 13 game. Um, you know, they're calling him the Clipper Killer after this one. Uh, I mean, you got to hold on to headband Reggie as long as you can, man. Uh, and, and just to be clear, we're not adding DeAndre Jordan after last night's game, just in case anyone <laughs> is, is venturing down that, uh, that path, which we shouldn't be even considering. Uh, but, oh, look, it was pretty, pretty impressive to watch the two of them working together against their former team. And it was, uh, it was sort of a, a moment in the season I don't think we'll forget. No, we saw we saw the return of Lob City, man. He caught oh, that yeah. one-handed jam, and I think he surprised the hell out of himself. Yeah, he hasn't had to jump that much. I mean, I guess coming into the game, he, he was fresh because he hasn't yeah. played for two years, so he's he's had plenty of time to just get his body right. And uh, yeah, look, great to see, but but we're not adding him uh, obviously unless Jokic is out long term. But I think he's already he's questionable for tomorrow, so I'd, Jokic yeah. never misses more than a game or two. Um, uh, so for the so this one I guess not as big in terms of the player, but Boyan Bogdanovich is getting closer as well. Um, although they said that a week ago, and he just keeps getting ruled out. So, yeah. but he'll be back at some point. Jaden Ivey has come back into the starting lineup in the last week and looked pretty good uh, after that interesting start to the season. Who do you think they? drop or who do you think they shift to the bench when Bogdanovich comes back? Will it be Ivy or I think it's, I think it'll be one or two players. I think it'll be Ivy or Isaiah Stewart. Um, am I on track there? Do you think it'll be someone else or? No, it'll be one of those two. Uh, if I had to guess, it would be Ivy who has just only recently started, you know, starting for them again. He was mm -hmm. off the bench for most of the season anyway, and he's looked really good since they put him back into the starting five. Um, and, and I think they, if I had to guess, I think they paid Isaiah Stewart a little too much money in the offseason to, to keep him on the bench. Um, you know, I, I may be off track on that one, but I would say it would be Ivy. Uh, I certainly don't think it's going to be Oscar Thompson. I, I think that was maybe the fear of some people early on. But, I mean, that man is playing too well on both ends of the court. You're, you're not going to bench him. Um, but I, I don't see necessarily the big-time upside for – uh, for Uncle Bogey here, I mean, 21 points, two and a half triples last season, decent percentages. Um, and, and what else? I, I mean, he gives you nothing defensively. He gives you nothing with rebounds and assists. Uh, he's a points and threes guy, low turnovers, good percentages. Uh, and that's it. And, and he did this last season with, uh, you know, with Cade out, um, you know, with no Oscar Thompson. Um I just don't see how he improves on last season. And last season he was outside the top 125 anyway. So I, no real interest for me, uh, regardless of his health. 
No, I think he's he'll. I think he'll end up falling into that category of like your Norm Powell, Malik Beasley, yeah. Harrison Barnes to some degree. They, these guys that you can stream them in and get 15, 16 points for a couple of games, but they just don't do enough elsewhere to to warrant being must roster. Um, unless in a certain build, I guess if you're punting some of those peripheral stats, he might have a little bit of value. But um, so sort of going back to what you said there with not not making that preemptive drop of a certain player. If we get news that Bogey is going to start and Ivy is going to come off the bench, I wouldn't drop Ivy. Uh, I've, I've picked him up in a couple of leagues, uh, managed to, and as I said, he's been really good. I think he could still have value off the bench. Do you do you think he still plays sort of 28, 30 minutes off the bench and, and it's just guys like Killian Hayes who just lose out? Yeah, I think that that may be what we see. Um, and, and we never know with Bogdanovich when he comes back if it's going to be, you know, how much of a ramp-up time it might be mm. for him. Um, he may he may end up being, you know, the nominal starter, but that might equate to 14 or 15 minutes. Um, and then you see somebody like Ivy playing 30 off the bench uh, and, and still keeping up with what he's been doing. So, yeah, absolutely not dropping anybody uh, until we see what happens. Yeah, and I think the caveat here, just for, but any time we talk about the Pistons, is that the caveat is that this is the Pistons, and <laughs> we like. Yeah. I mean, they're they're playing Wiseman, they're playing bat like. So who knows what they're going to do? We're sort of saying what we think they might do, but that's not necessarily what they will do. So it is a a, a wait and see. It's always a mystery with the Pistons uh, to see what their rotations are going to look like. Um, now this one, another. I mean, nothing major here. This is more because I've added someone as a result of this. But Draymond Green is going to be back from his uh, from his little holiday. In his absence, Dario Saric has been really good. Um, he's played he's played good minutes. He's hitting his threes. He's getting some rebounds. I streamed him in, and and I've just held on to him because he played so well. What do you think his role looks like? Well, like when the when the Warriors are healthy, when Draymond's back, do you think he can still scratch twelve team value, or, or, or is simply the the playing time isn't going to be there? I think he'll be close, right? So, I mean, like you said, Super Dario has been awesome uh, mm. with Draymond out, and he was he was close to twenty minutes a game, uh, you know, when Draymond was available. Um, so I think to me, and again, I'm not Steve Kerr. I'm not an NBA coach. I don't make these kind of decisions, but I mean, look at the, look at what's going on in golden state, man. Nobody can hit a bucket. Um, you know, nobody's spacing the floor. You know, Curry is averaging 30 a night and the next closest guy is clay with 15. Like this team is not scoring. Uh, this team is middle of the pack in defense. Um, so you're going to have to, in my opinion, you need to you need to kind of mix this lineup up and give some guys extra minutes. You don't need to be playing Wiggins thirty minutes. Uh, you don't need to be playing Clay thirty to thirty five minutes. Give some extra minutes to guys like Saric, uh, maybe Podzemski, maybe some of these other guys, um, and see what they can do with some different lineups and, and get some fresh looks. So I think Saric has been one of their more reliable players this season, and I would anticipate him playing twenty plus minutes. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah I, I agree. I'm just going to hold him and, and see what happens. Yeah. And, and I mean, they, they've been very positive about his fit on this team and how important yeah. he's been as a as a connector and, and running the offense through him a bit. So I'm just going to hold him and see. And, and I think if he gets 22, 24 minutes, 
Um, he could have some limited value. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see. He's been interesting. Um, now, a guy I mean, that is coming back that we haven't seen at all this season is Trey Murphy. Uh, I saw when I was over uh, watching the Pelicans, I saw him warming up and and he looked good. Like he looked he looked ready to go in warm-ups, but obviously um, they're taking their time here and it's been – when was I there? Well, it's been about a month since I was there. So he's had another month and he looked good when I was there. So I'm thinking he's very close there. He's doubtful for tomorrow's game. Um, so he's probably not going to play tomorrow, but I, I think we would be looking at maybe the weekend or next week. And um, what do you think his role looks like? Because he was really good last year, uh, but they had injuries to Zion. Uh, Brandon Ingram was, was in and out a lot. Uh, Herb Jones has been really good to start this season after dropping off a little bit last year. Uh, they've got Hawkins off the bench, who's been pretty impressive. So where do you think Murphy fits? Like, obviously, they might ease him back in and, and play with the rotation a bit. But looking ahead a month, for instance, what do you think his role looks like when when he's healthy? Yeah, when he's healthy, this, this is going to be a tough one to call uh, because, like you said, Herb has been playing great. Um, you know, the team is mostly healthy. Uh, McCollum looks like he's close to a return. Yep. He'll be at shoot-around tomorrow, apparently. Um, but I think after Murphy, I think they will probably take it slow with him and ramp him up. Um, but I, I see no reason why he wouldn't play at least 25 minutes a night uh, for this team uh, just because of how good he was last season. Um, so I think he's a guy that he's a luxury stash. If you can pick him up, absolutely pick him up and hold him. Um, but he, he's not going to play. He's not going to play 30 minutes a night on his on his first game back. I, I think it'll take a little bit of time. But we could see mid 20s to you know maybe 30 minutes a night. Um, but man, there's a lot of mouths to feed on this team, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard one to project. Um, I, I drafted him in a couple of leagues with my last draft pick and I've just stashed him in my IR. So the sooner he gets back, the better, because then I can move other guys into, the, into that injury yeah. spot. But um, something I said to Josh when I was on his show last week was um, how tall Trey Murphy is. He Because I was watching him going, that, that's Trey Murphy, right? And he's he, I think he's about 6'10 or 6'11. So he is big. Like even out there alongside Herb Jones, those guys, he towers over them. So whether he's grown or whether it's just I've, I've never really paid much attention, but I just thought that was really interesting here because a lot of players looked smaller uh, in real life. He looked a lot bigger. So, um, yeah, I, I was a bit surprised by that. Um, two more guys that I've got, um, and then we can go over anyone that, that you're interested in. Walker Kessler uh, came back late last week, I think, and and – I think he's looked good. I think we we sort of talked about uh, talked about this with Dan. I don't know whether we covered it, but his elbow injury was suffered in the first game of the season, so he was obviously playing through that for those three weeks or, or whatever it was before he he went down. But I think if you if you factor in that he was injured and and then you look at his numbers, it, it lines up. He was injured. He didn't play well. Um, people were getting frustrated, but. He's played two games since he came back, um, 21 minutes and 26 minutes. Uh, he had an 11-11 double-double with a steal and two blocks and then 14-8 and eight with two blocks. Percentages are back up, uh, shooting at least 50% in both games. Is he back? Because we were obviously pretty high on him coming into the season. 
Uh, Alex Raclean in particular, who we were talking about before we came on air, was very high on him. Are, are we good to go? Like, is are we going to expect him to be what we thought he'd be with a, a double-double, two, three blocks, efficient? Um, or, or have these two games been an illusion? I would like to say that he's back. Um, so... Obviously, the, the two games that he's been back, it's been a pretty even split between him and Yurt Seven. And Yurt Seven has has put up eight and a half rebounds and two blocks mm. compared to uh, Kessler's nine and a half rebounds and two blocks. Um, minutes have been nearly identical for those two guys. Um, but it, I mean, it's worth noting that, uh, you know, 27 minutes for Yurt Seven in Kessler's first game back, uh, and then 22 in the last one. Uh, compared to Kessler's 26. So it looks like they're ramping Kessler up and he's about to reclaim that starting spot for good. Um, but it's uh, it's still concerning to me that this has been a minute split, uh, you know, in those two games. Uh, for another center to come out there and play over 20 minutes and, and give you some decent looks, um, that's concerning to me. So I, I think Kessler is trending up. Uh, and that's what we're looking at. Uh, but it's something that I'm, I'm paying close attention to here over the next week. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, the Jazz have won both get both their last two games. So, look, maybe they're just – they're rolling with what's winning them games at the moment because they haven't been very good to start the season. Uh, Lowry Markinen announced today he's going to miss their next two games. Um, so, maybe they're just looking for the – because Yurt Seven can spread the floor a little bit. He's yeah. not a reliable three-point shooter, but – um, maybe it's for that reason, just because Markinen has been injured. So we'll see. But yeah, look, I, I hope as well that uh, that Kessler is back. Um, final guy. Speaking of disappointing players, Jordan Poole. Look, I, I think we thought he might have been back. He had a couple of good games, but then yesterday he was just dreadful. Uh, Ten points, I think, three assists or something on nine shots, and. He was benched uh, for Landry Shamet. When, when when Landry Shamet's playing over you, there's issues. Is he going to work his way out of this? Like what we we thought he'd come in and he'd be the man in Washington and he'd be shooting the ball. Efficiency we knew was going to be an issue, but um, a lot of people were taking him inside the top fifty, top forty, even in some spots. And and I don't know, I have no idea what his rank is this season, but I have him on one team, and I mean I'm not. I'm not looking to trade him because you're not going to get anything back in a trade. He's too good to drop. Um, the the upside is there. the The playing time is generally there. Um, although, I mean, if they're going to bench him, or they're not afraid to bench him, they they were winning. It was a rare victory for them yesterday, so they they might have just gone with Shamit because um, he was playing well. But he's what is he? He's outside the top 200 this season. Is there any hope? I mean, you can only you can only go up from here, I would hope. Um, but I have I have lost hope with Jordan Poole. I mean, I, I talked to Noah about this earlier. Um, I, I, I'm sure everybody and their grandmother has seen him, you know, cross his guy up on the baseline, and instead of pulling up for an easy jumper. <laughs> He stops and hesitates and then goes for some sort of goofy ass, you know, finger roll shot yeah. and gets swatted into the bleachers. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, it's not just one goofy play. It kind of encapsulates what he's been doing for Washington this season, which is 
does he care? I, I mean, yeah. is he out there just screwing around? I mean, because it, I mean, watching him, it does doesn't look like he's taking anything seriously. No, and look, I mean, that was a bit of a concern. There, there were sort of words coming out to the effect of of the of, of him saying that he didn't even want to be traded to Washington. Um, it, it wasn't part of his long term plans, that sort of thing. And and the way he's playing, you would say that yes, he's just out there because he has to be. He's not really trying. He doesn't care. Uh, there, have, there's been multiple. Um, uh, instances of, of vision where he doesn't appear to be listening to the coach or he's arguing with with teammates, that sort of thing. So at the moment, it all seems a little bit toxic um, in terms of he, how he fits, where he fits in the Washington rotation. So as I said, I mean, I, I'm not dropping him because he we know what he can do. And, and like I said, prior to this, he had scored 26, 24 and 30 points in, in three consecutive games. Um He'd hit some. He'd hit multiple threes in a couple of those. So there, there was a, I don't know. There was some hope there, but then the, yesterday's game was just terrible. So I'm not sure what to think of it, but I, I think you just have to sit on him and hope for the best at this point. Um, that was all the names I had. I did see the news pop up about Mark Cuban, who's made a, a hefty little uh, profit yeah. on his on his uh, <laughs> Um, investment. Uh, reading it here, he uh, he bought the the Mavericks for two hundred eighty five million back in two thousand, and he just sold majority uh, stake for three point five billion. So, pretty good return on his investment there. Uh, I would say so, man. What a what a I, I mean, what a Maverick, right? That's right. Yep. It's uh, yeah. I can't even fathom that amount of money. Like. <laughs> I was sitting on my on my lounge doing some work before, and I was thinking because I was and I was reading this. It came up on my phone, and I thought, I wonder what Mark Cuban's doing right now. I'm sure he's not sitting on his lounge doing a little bit of work. I'm sure he's, I don't know, he'd be flying somewhere or heading to a game or it's just a, another world, another life. Um, any other fantasy things you want to touch on? Players, injuries, anything like that? I think the biggest thing for me is uh, make sure you pay attention to those in-season tournament results. Um, Obviously, the Pacers and Lakers have clinched, but today is the last day uh, of in-season tournament play, so we'll figure out who's in the knockout round next week. Um, And for those teams that are going to make it, uh, that's where you should direct your waiver wire ads uh, for those guys that might play some extra games for you next week. Yeah, and I'd have a look at next week. It's only, yeah, a couple of games. So just keep in mind that if you've got guys that have got injuries at the moment, it might be that teams are a little cautious with them over the next week or two just because of the limited schedule and they sort of get extended rest without actually missing too many games. So you might find that there's some players that are on the cusp of returning, someone like a Trey Murphy or or like who's close, and they might go, well, look, we can actually give you another one game off or two games and you get a week or something like that. So... Just keep that in mind if you are looking at your roster and and injuries that there might be some instances of um, a little bit of additional rest. Uh, I'm going to let you go uh, and and do your thing there. Um, I'm going to go and have some lunch. That will do it for today's show. Remember to check out all of our content over at fbibasketball.com, Discord. I don't know what we've got in there now, 3,500, plenty of people in there. We had a Pretty heated discussion about Josh Giddy uh, last week, which I wasn't a part of. I came into it late, but 
Um, yeah, there was certainly a lot of chatter going on about Josh Giddy. Uh, but jump in there. Um, if you wanted to be part of our community, you can check us out on YouTube, of course, where we are, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Give us a thumbs up, subscribe. It would be amazing. Until next time, catch up. You just listened to another episode from the Fantasy Basketball International Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us. And for more information about joining our community, please check out our website at fbibasketball.com.